We'll check up on the provincial government and the ongoing, I guess, battle, because it really does at this point seem like a battle with Ottawa to reach a new deal on child care. Now, it's been more than a month since the premier, Doug Ford, announced that Ontario was, quote, very, very close to a deal. So where are we? Where are we at? Here's a Martha Friendly, founder of the Child Care Resource and Research Unit, who joins us now for more on this. Martha, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Hi, Jeff. All right. Every other province, territory has uh, signed on. Uh, what's going on? Why is Ontario still the lone holdout? Yeah, I mean, you said it's it's been more than a month since the Premier said that, but it's almost a year since the federal budget. And the agreement started rolling out in the summer. So, you know, um, the holdup, I mean, what, what is the holdup? I mean, everybody has said Ontario wants more cash, and we've discussed whether they should get more cash, whether they're doing anything that's, you know, so different from other provinces, and the fact that all the other provinces have actually taken their share, which was agreed to. Um, the, the, well, the problem that the province is having is that as of March 31st, the first year's worth of money is a billion to 1.2 billion will disappear. So the expectation is that they'll sign an agreement before the end of March 31st so as not to lose that money. And then the question is, parents haven't been able to, or child care centers have not been able to reduce their fees with that money, which is, which is what the purpose of that money was all this time, whereas that's happening in other provinces and, and territories. And I assume that they'll give the money to parents as another windfall. So maybe that has something to do with it. It's getting close to a provincial election, and it would be nice to have cash to be able to give to parents. It wasn't supposed to be for that. It's supposed to improve childcare services and reduce fees. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot there. I want to ask you about uh, Premier Ford, because he has uh, remained steadfast, saying, Martha, that he just wants the best deal. He is trying to get the best deal for the uh, province. But as you uh, alluded to, the clock is ticking. So as this yeah. window closes, quickly uh, closes, are you confident that we can still get a deal and get the best deal for the province? Well, you know, I have no way of knowing because I'm not at the, at the negotiating table. All I know is that with all the different stripes of other provinces and territories, they've been able to um, make an, a, a deal on behalf of their people. Most of these are public and they've been posted. And they are actually, the best deal is making improvements to child care for families. That's what it's supposed to be. I assume that's the best deal. So, you know, one of the problems is that um, our understanding is, is that Ontario hasn't actually devised an action plan for what the best deal would look like. And, um, you know, there hasn't been any consultation, so I'm not privy to it. But there are lots of improvements that could be made with child care in Ontario. Any parent knows that. I mean, I could we could talk about what they are. And any of those would fit into what is the best deal for families. This is only the beginning of improving child care, you realize. Making the agreement is not the end. It's the beginning of building a child care system. So I, I don't really buy that. I think everybody else has been able to come to a, um, an, a, an, a, an agreement with the federal government about what the best deal for families in the province would be. And certainly the community has put forward lots of ideas for what, what would constitute the best deal. 
Can I ask you that when it comes to the quote-unquote best deal, are Ontario parents, are they being left out? Uh, are they, yeah, are they about to, uh, well, okay, there we go, because I was going to ask you, are they already well, being I mean, left, left out? out? In the sense that the fees were supposed to be reduced with this money, and that's not happening. So from that perspective, they're being left out. You know, they, they yes, at this point, they are being left out. All right, so where do we go uh, from here? I mean, if a deal is not struck uh, by the end of this month, uh, March 31st, uh, what does this look like for Ontario parents, do you think? Well, you know, all it means is that from the federal perspective, there's no way that that, this budget year's worth of money can be retrieved. So the money is bookmarked or earmarked for five years, so there's still time to make an agreement. Um, But it would mean we have lost this year's worth of of reduction and it would have meant having a plan in place to do that you know which we don't know whether there there is such a plan or not because we haven't seen it and I mean just from what the federal minister has said um, publicly they haven't seen it either so you know it's 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 not it's not just a matter of putting your name on the paper and then the next day you have all the arrangements that you have to make arrangements so I would say that parents have missed out on the fee reduction and childcare is very expensive in Ontario, and part of the reason for that is the way Ontario spends its own money. So let's be really clear: there are lots of things that the Ford government could be doing to um, make uh, get the best deal for parents, uh, and the feds are have the money, and um, you know uh, it looks like they're very we- um, eager to make a deal. Okay, do you think the federal government, do they have the trump card here, Martha? Because you mentioned the upcoming provincial election. Is there any way that the Ontario government, that uh, Doug Ford lets this March 31st deadline pass and there is not a fee uh, reduction? I mean, is this just a case between the provincial and federal government as to, I don't know, who blinks first? Well, I I mean, I I don't know how to, I mean, it seems to me that the Ontario government are the ones who are, I mean, obviously, publicly, the ones who are not taking the money. So, I mean, of course, the federal government wants this. They were, you know, the federal cabinet minister herself is from Ontario. They want this for parents in Ontario. And, of course, the provinces control that. But I would say the cards are in the federal government's hand. I think it will look absolutely horrible for the uh, board government to actually lapse that much money from the federal government for child care if they if they actually do that I, I think it would be that would be politically very hard for them so i would say the hand the the trump cards i would say are on the federal side they're making the offer they've made the offer to the other to everybody you know the 13 jurisdictions and all the others have signed on to it Joined on the line by Martha Friendly, founder of the Child Care Resource and Research Unit, talking about this uh, deadline, fast approaching a deadline for Ontario to sign on to this uh, child care deal. It's the end of the month with the uh, federal government. And as you mentioned, uh, Martha, the best deal, part of that is the money and affordability. It's a big part of it uh, for families and for parents. But uh, yeah, let's delve into this a, a little bit deeper, if we could, uh, when it comes to child care in the province. When it comes to kind of, quote unquote, the best deal, what else? You know, you mentioned an action plan. What do we need to see in an action plan from the province to make sure that we're not only getting affordable child care, but the best child care? So glad you asked. <laughs> That's very important. So affordability, and, and this would be the first first reduction of affordability, but it's also increasing the number of 
spaces, and the federal government, and they've said this all across the country, that this has got to be nonprofit and public spaces going forward, that the existing profit-making child care will continue to be funded with um, you know, with regulation that will be, that's been agreed to everywhere. And the other thing that's absolutely of critical importance is the workforce, because you can't have child care, you certainly can't have good child care without the educated and supported early childhood educators who have been decimated by the pandemic. People have lost their jobs, people have taken other jobs, but um, the understanding is, and this is true across the country, and if you look at the other action plans, it's a matter of saying, we've got to support this workforce better. They need better wages. They can't afford to stay in this. So these are, things are policy. They're related to childcare as it is for children. It has to be a good program. It's just not a place to put children. So all of those things you need to expand. You need the workforce to make the quality programs. And those things, the policy things, all not only do they take money, but they take policy making and work. And that's why I say, you know, the best deal for families and children is actually designing, and Ontario has a very good basis for this. I think generally Ontario has a, a decent basis for having a really quality childcare system, but it's got to go forward from where we are now. So um, I think that the, the, those are the right questions. I would hope that an Ontario government would have a plan in its pocket that nobody has seen, um, which is very odd in a negotiation because you have to put your you have to put your ask on the table. You know what it is that you want to do, and um, we'll go forward to do the best for families. We haven't seen it yet. I have no idea what it might be. I know what it should be. Okay, but at the top of the list, when you say you know what it should be, uh, recruitment, training of personnel and staff, that is... Uh... And better wages, better mm-hmm. compensation is a big issue. And that that's an issue all across the country. It's certainly an issue for Ontario. So without that, you can't expand the services because people can't get child care. You see, it's not only a matter of affording it, but you have to have, there's lots of small communities around Ontario or neighborhoods that don't have any child care or they don't have it for infants and toddlers or they don't have any school age programs. You know, whatever the thing is, you need to have a planned service. And, um, you know, we have, we're lucky in Ontario that we have, Um, the only province that has a municipal role as local service managers who actually do a great job of kind of managing the system, but they need money and policy to work with. So, you know, putting childcare in place is, it's a complicated policy area. And if you look around, you know, like it's, it's something that you, it's absolutely necessary, but it needs certain kinds of work. So that's what Ontario really needs to be doing, and everybody is waiting. You can see on social media, it's p- people who are looking to, tr- to hire educators to work in their programs. People can't find trained staff. So you've got to pay the people better. You've got to respect them better. You know, you've got to sort of have a much more of a, a strong planning function and say, you know, we need child care in that community. We need that neighborhood needs this. Those are the kinds of things that will actually make it better for parents and children over the long term. All right. We will continue to watch this with interest. Martha, really appreciate your time and thanks so much for your perspective thanks with us this afternoon. Bye-bye. You bet. Martha Friendly is founder of the Child Care Resource and Research Unit.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.